Thanks so much, and uh, thank you for uh, praying for us. We, we're so glad that uh, um, God has been faithful. Uh, even just being in Karang at this particular stage, we want to thank God. Uh, good morning, church. Um, for those of us who are visiting, uh, it's Fred, as you had, and that's my wife, Nancy. We are so blessed to be part of Karang Baptist Church. Uh, it's always a privilege to stand before you and uh, bring the Word of God. Uh, if you brought your Bible this morning, I'll be reading from the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 6. I won't be able to read, I won't read everything, but I'll just read the first portion of that. And then we'll jump into the Word. Our message today is about being faithful in faithless times. And the thing I want us to be thinking about even as we listen this morning is how do we remain faithful during these faithless times? And in the book of Daniel chapter 6, from verse 1, I'll just read up to 3. The Bible says that it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom. Let me just put it on the screen for those of us who... Oops. Yeah, just the first part here. I'll do it again from verse 1. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom over 120. 20 satraps to be over the whole kingdom and over these three governors of whom Daniel was one. That the satraps might give account to them so that the king would suffer no loss. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you this morning because of people like Daniel. We thank you because of many other people that sacrificed their lives to see your message carried across. People that have died for you to see your name glorified, God. The people that have been killed because of your message. But above, Father, we want to thank you for your very own Jesus Christ. That gave his own life because of us, the world, oh God. So today we are so grateful. And I pray, Lord, as I share this story from Daniel, that Lord, that you guide us and lead us today, Father. And I pray for those that are struggling through their faith. And through their journey, God, may you guide them, may you lead them this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Being faithful in a faithless society. I don't know, most of us who were born in church, raised by Christian parents, the Bible was, like if you came back my home, my mom's Bible said several of them. Some of them were gathering dust. 
just al along the table in the house. So I used to be so shocked when I went to places and people told me that I've never, never been to church. It used to be strange because church for us, it was like mandatory at home on Sundays. Um, but after traveling in a number of areas, I've realized that there's so many people that I actually have never, never, never heard the gospel. They've never heard about the message of Jesus. They've never even understood. And today, I want us to share with you the story of Daniel in a foreign land, worshiping, being forced to worship foreign gods in a foreign society. Yeah, can I have the next one? Yeah. It says here that most historians agree that Daniel served at least five or more different kings. Among those kings, he had Nebuchadnezzar, uh, Merodach, Belshazzar, Darius, and, 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 and Cyrus, among many other kings that he served. And King Nebuchadnezzar was one of the most influential leaders in history. He built an empire, including the city of Babylon. He conquered Jerusalem, one of his, he conquered Jerusalem, and one of his empire controlling strategies was to identify the most promising youth among those who have been conquered and take them back to Babylon to be educated and then place them in positions of leadership. The king brought back young Israelites, and enroll them in a program that focused on language, uh, fortune-telling, magic, and, and magic. And one of their benefits was to be eating from the king's table, the best food and drink. It is important to note that these young men had been forced from their homeland and forced to worship uh, foreign gods. I want you to think for a minute. For many of us, like young Daniel, you've been thrown somewhere in, I'll give for lack of a better word, in western part of, uh, northern part of Kenya is the Islamic part. It's dry. And mostly you find mosques in those particular areas. And, and you find yourself, you've been taken to those areas as a young boy. Your name has been changed from Fred to Osama bin Laden in those particular areas. So it's not just your identity has been taken, even the food you enjoy. We enjoy sometimes our local food we can cook here. Your food is not even there. A bit of roast. You know, I came here, I was taught how to do a particular roast, half or well done. In Kenya, we do well done. We don't do half done. 
If you gave my mother half done roast, to tell you that you didn't want to serve me your meal. And this young man is in a time, in a place where he can't even speak his own language. He's been taken to school to speak that language which is spoken in that area. Name changed and everything changed. And now he's been offered by the king of that place as a favor to dine with him at his table and drink from the king's table. And I was thinking, how many of us have been suffering and now you've been offered a chance to sit with the king at his table? One of the few things even the local people have been dreaming about, just to be able even to get to the presence, live alone sharing the meal at the king's table. A lot of young people have been dreaming, have been praying even to get a, such a scholarship to be educated by the king, dining at his king's table. But young Daniel tells the king, I mean the servant, I'm sorry, I'd rather have vegetables and soup. You know, in our, in our society today, the word faithfulness has been abused. Not just in church, but in every level of our society. But when I look at people like Daniel, I appreciate the word being faithful. Because as much as the meal is inviting, the meal is so delicious, Daniel tells the servant, I'm sorry, I will not be able to eat that meal. Let me have the next one. No, no, back a bit, sorry. <laughs> And despite all these challenges that Daniel and his friends went through, they remained faithful to God. And the Bible further says that Daniel distinguished himself. Daniel distinguished himself. How? And you look at even some of the verses, it says that Daniel actually prospered. Daniel excelled. Daniel was among the top students. In a such environment. A friend of mine was offered a million dollars a month to go and play soccer in Qatar. And he said no at that particular time. Then I was watching him the other day on, uh, he did a YouTube channel because he doesn't have much money anymore. And you're saying, I wish I went to play in Qatar for a million dollars a month. And one of the conditions for him to go to Qatar was to change his name, to be able to live there. To become a Muslim and change to, be, to change his name to an Islamic name. And being a Christian, he, he, he fought between the money and the identity. 
he's, he's, he wants the money. He sees this is good money, but he feels that for me to change my name to something else. So at that particular stage, he said no. But later when money ran out, because he was playing professionally in Europe, and then the contract died, he came back home, and he ran out of money. And he felt, I wish I could go for that money. I wish. And sometimes I ask myself, suppose I was that guy being offered a million dollars a month. Will I be able to resist and say no? I want to encourage us today that looking at Daniel's story, I want us to tell that we can remain faithful if we are consistent in our walk with God. We can see from the book of Daniel that Daniel purposely in his heart purposely in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. And they have requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. I want you to think about for a minute. These special meals that have been offered to this young man. It's not like my dad who really didn't care. You know, he was old and this is a young person had a privilege of his lifetime, but he says no. We can see that throughout the chapters that Daniel was consistent. And friends, I want to remind us today that the church today when I talk about the churches between me and you, as a whole, the church today is constant and consistent. Why am I saying that? Addressing one of the churches, uh, Laodicea, in the book of Revelation. The writer, let me just read this portion, you see what it talks about. The writer says these things, that I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one, of, one or the other. And so because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. That's according to Revelation 315 to 16. The issue of being inconsistent is not just today. It began even those days in Revelation. We as Christians, today we are excited about the move of God. We are jumping, we are clapping. Tomorrow we are wondering what's wrong. God, where are you? What's happening? When challenges come, when when storms come, when things are thrown at us, God is not faithful. Where are you, God? But when things are running smooth and everything is up, thank you, God, you're faithful.
a young person. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about her because she gave me permission, but my wife will know what I'm talking about. Uh, she came to my office one day and she told me, please, please, as a friend, as a friend, honestly tell me, why is it that many people don't like me? That's a hard question for a pastor. <laughs> and uh, I was actually confused for a minute. And she said, please don't, just tell me, tell me the truth. Why is it that many people don't like me? And I, I went through some thinking. And uh, I, I got a revelation as I was talking to her. I said, you know, the trouble with you, you are too moody. You're too moody. Today you are that person, you're jumping up, you're up. Tomorrow, you're sad for nothing. So your friends come to you. Hi, today you hi. Tomorrow your friends come around, hi, you. And that's some people. You feel like there's a bad day and a good day. You wake up on a good day, you're up. Even in the office where you work, people know. This is a good day for Fred. This is a good day for... So Another day you wake up, it's a bad day. When I was in primary school, our English teacher used to have those moods. And the, day, the bad day, he used to wear red socks. So when he's walking to the classroom like this with the red socks... Everybody's looking down because it's a bad day. Walks in, looks around. We used to call him Mr. Billy, and he's dead now, so you can't, he can't hear me. <laughs> we used to call him Mr. Billy. So, kids, we stand up. Morning, class. Morning. So, we, we are so scared and nervous, and he's not even smiling. He's looking like. Stand up. Everybody walk at the, at the door. And kids, we run out at the door outside there and we stand and you wait. All right. See Miles. As called us, you answer as you got in. If you don't answer, you remain outside. So every day we'll come up with something. Whether it's spelling, hard words or anything that you make you punished on that particular day, on a bad day. On a good day, he walks in before even you, he talks, he's smiling, he's there. He comes, instead of sitting on the chair, he goes and sits on the table, smiles and asks kids. So we used to enjoy the good days. But apparently, church, we find most of us were like that. Most of us, we are like that. When you feel the move of God and the power is moving in your life, you're up there. You, even when you worship, people can see. People can feel that today. But when the sad day is happening, you're sad. 
Today I want to remind us that we are serving a faithful God that is consistent. He's consistent. Whether it's through the storm, he's still the same God. Whether it's through the water, he's still the same God. And, and, and someone sang, I can't remember who sang that song, he says when he's up on the, up on the mountain, the same God of the mountain is the same God of what? The valley. When you're in the valley, he's the same God. He hasn't changed. When you're on the mountain, he's the same God. Daniel found himself in those circumstances. When he's being thrown in, in different places, Daniel worshipped God. Daniel worshipped he never stopped praying. In fact, the Bible says he was continued to pray three times a day. That was the standard, the minimum standard for Daniel, that his prayer life never changed. And to encourage us today, the priests, friends, including myself, we should not allow circumstances to change our prayer life. We should not allow circumstances to change our view and our thinking of God. We should never allow challenges of life and the storms of life to change the way we serve God. When I was preparing this message, I was feeling sad because I don't have the same passion I had before COVID. And asked ask God to forgive me. I said, God, during COVID and lockdowns, we cried and said, God, can we have our services back? Can we have our doors opened? We're tired of sitting home. And then doors were opened. And now the Holy Spirit has to encourage me to come to church. I was telling God, please forgive me. That sometimes it's so cold in Kerang, I can't even wake up in the morning. I'm struggling with a blanket. I can't. Just help me to jump up. That my passion that can be back. That I don't want to be the lukewarm. I want to be hot. Neither do I want to be cold on a Sunday morning. I pray that may your cold, may your Sunday mornings become hot. Even if it's freezing outside. You can jump and come to church. God is looking for a church that can rise up above the storm and declare that you are a faithful God. That God of the mountain is still the same God of the valley as Daniel did that. The second thing quickly as I run through. We can remain faithful to God if you hold on to the spirit of excellence. Does the spirit of excellence exist in church? I've said that if, if any excellence that has to be seen, friends, Christians, we put on the ladder like this, on the radar. People are monitoring us as Christians. And I say, if you went to the show and you're presenting, you do, you do bikes, eh? Maxus do bikes. You're presenting your first bike as, at the show. You spend time on that bike. You spend your energy, you spend money. When my friends is walking down there on the farm, Mr. Dennis, you want to present your best. And I say, how come when it comes to Christianity, we give God lukewarm 
stuff. Consistent. And I've said for, if, if God has asked us as Christians to serve him, let's give him the best services that people can watch us and see that this is, this is excellence. This is the spirit of excellence. That is what Dave, I mean, Daniel did. He went and gave his best, despite the challenges around him, despite the culture, despite the different languages, despite the different friends around him. Daniel presented excellence, and the Bible says that he was distinguished among the locals. They started feeling jealousy that this young man had just come here all the way from Israel, and now he's taking all our glory. He's taking all our places. Even he wants to reign over this place. He says that Daniel remained faithful to God because of the excellent spirit that was in him. I like that the King James Version says that excellent spirit. But other versions like NIV say Daniel distinguished himself by his exceptional qualities. The Bible says also in James 1.17 that every good gift, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Philippians 2.13 tells us that it's God who works in you both to will and to act. And John 5.15 says that apart from me you can do nothing. So any resistance, any glamour of goodness coming out of me is not me, but people God's doing. But I like D. Uh, Titus 2, 11, 12. It says, look. It says, for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and wild passions and to live to self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this recent age, at this present age, while we wait for the blessed hope that is appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Friends, for those of us who have received Christ, that in you there's a spirit of excellence there's a spirit of God in us that allows, that teaches us to say no to the godliness, to say no to the things that don't honor God, to say no to the things that bring glory to us and not to God. That's the spirit of excellence. Daniel had that spirit that allowed him to say no, to meet that was sacrificed to the wrong, to the wrong things. And for all of us, we have the Holy Spirit that works in us the exceptional qualities or the spirit of excellence. Daniel continued with prayer, prayer life, three times daily and never gave up to continue to do that. And the last thing as I finish on to share with us is that we can remain faithful knowing that our God is faithful. The best thing that can carry us in this season is to understand that we are serving a faithful God. He's faithful. Like I said, whether it's to do the storm, through the challenges, God was faithful to Daniel. 
when he faced a hot fire, Daniel stood there. He knew God is faithful. And he told the king that I still go there. Whether he serves me or not, he's a faithful God. I still go to that hot fire. When he went to the lions, he said the same. That I'm serving a faithful God. I'm still face the lions. Whether they bite me or that they eat me or not, I'm serving a faithful God. So friends, the best thing that we can remember, the best thing that we can honor God with is to remember that we are serving a faithful God. Even through the challenges. The Bible says from verse 18, 618, that now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. And no musicians were brought before him. Also his sleep went from him. Verse 19, then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from your lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. May God send his angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me. And because I was found innocent before him, and also, O king, have done no wrong before you. You know, I was saying, if I was Daniel, I'd be cursing the king. I'd be boasting. Look at my God. You thought those things would bite me? The God I serve, look. Look at my, I'll be boasting. And this guy said, don't, don't leave the king. My God has saved me. It's a faithful God. In other words, he's reminding the king that I've always told you and I still believe that my God is faithful. That you can prove that he's faithful even through the lions. That you can prove that he's faithful. That when I stopped worshiping that stuff that you had created for yourself, he was still faithful. And today I want to remind us as a church that our God is faithful. Through COVID, our God is faithful. Through the challenges of faith, our God is faithful. Through the mountains some of us are facing and through the valley some of us are facing today, our God is faithful. We are serving a faithful God. Daniel was faithful to God, continuing to praying three times, as I said earlier, that his devotion to God never changed. And church, we can do the same because the one who called us is faithful. As I finish, the book of Thessalonians says that now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved, blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That he who calls you is faithful, who will also do it for you. Daniel demonstrated the faithfulness. Faithfulness and excellency. And for me, it reminds us that in an even greater way, Jesus always obeyed God. He obeyed God. 
Jesus followed God's plan to save sinners. He lived a perfect life. He died the death we deserve. He rose from the dead. And those who trust in him have forgiveness and blessing. As the worship team comes back, let me have the worship come back. And I want us to stand on our feet. I want you to think about what is it that is inconsistent with your faith. Is it your prayer life that you pray once a week or you pray once a month? You know, like even things we pay for, like Jim, I realize that we're not faithful and yet you pay money. Some of us even pay Netflix and you only watch once a month. But I was saying with God, we don't pay for anything. We can go for them. Is it your prayer life that is you're struggling? Is it your church? Participation? Is it your serving God that you're not consistent? For those of us that God has called to give, and it's not everybody that God has called to give. If God has called to give, are we consistent? Are we giving because it's a faithful God? For those of us God has called to serve, are we serving because we are serving a faithful God that has called us to serve him? Lord, I thank you today. And I pray that God may you forgive us. That many times we fail to see your faithfulness in our journey. Especially when we are struggling. Especially when things are tough. We don't see your faithfulness, Father. And I pray, God, may you help us, not only here, but even in our places of work, that we're going to be consistent, that people will continue to see your love through us, oh God. And I pray that may those who have never even heard about you, those that have never even known about you, God, will be able to see you through our lives. Lord, may you be magnified, oh God. And I pray that maybe, just maybe, there's somebody here who is praying to receive faith in you, God. I pray that may they receive that call today. And I pray that may they leave this place today knowing that you're a faithful God in their journey. And some of us who have been hurt before in our walk, that we blamed God and pointed fingers because of challenges that have been there in the past. Lord, may you forgive us today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.